Hello? Who is this? Hello, welcome back to Stay on the Line, a podcast created and directed (laughs) and hosted by me, Tara Card. It's just an average horror movie review podcast by an average moviegoer like myself. And I just bring my friends on to help talk about certain movies that we either love or hate. And this week I have someone I've known for literally, is it 10 more than 10 years? 10 years. Is it really 10 At years? least 10 years, yeah. Oh At my least. God, we're old. <laughs> it's my friend Amber. Hello, Amber. Hello, Tara. How is it going? It is going. I, I do have diarrhea, so I will open up with that. But I'm doing decently. How are you? Tell us a little stuff about you. Your social security number. I'm, I'm doing well. I've been playing a lot of video games, an old Xbox game called Unravel. Very adorable. It's a puzzle game. Very easy to play. You don't really have to pay attention. And yeah. What do you do? <laughs> what do I do? Yeah. I do hair. Yeah, you and have- And other things. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, the OnlyFans? <laughs> no. Yeah, Amber has really goodly hair and she, I'm waiting for her to cut my hair one day when it's not a pandemic. And yes. I don't get fucked up by the same barber twice constantly constantly that that (laughs) traumatized me that is still one of my favorite stories (laughs) to tell people (laughs) because it's just what are the odds really (laughs) so for those who don't know one time I got a really bad haircut around December last year or January I had went in and he just really fucked up my hair and it was bad and I sent a picture to Amber right away and Amber was like this is not good (laughs) this is a bad haircut and I was like no you weren't supposed to tell me that (laughs) So I took, because he cut my hair like way too short than I wanted. So I had to take a couple months to grow it back up. So probably around February. Like right before lockdown. Yeah, right before lockdown. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go to a new place to get my hair cut. So I don't have to have the awkward moment of running into the same guy at the place I already went to and then possibly getting my hair cut done. So I go to this new place. And I walk in, it's the same guy, and then he, and then no one else is available, so he cut my hair again. And he and was in like, the same bad way. In the same bad way, he gave me the same. After I gave him, like, literally showed him pictures, and remind you, the the first time I was like, oh, I have reference photos, and he was like, I don't need them. I <laughs> I know what you want. No, you did it. Oh, yeah. He, he was like, don't I remember you from somewhere? I was like, yeah. <laughs> he probably got fired from that other place. He he probably really did. Yeah, um. <laughs> he really did give you just the exact duplicate same length bad haircut as the first time. He made my forehead even bigger. Like he like cut. <laughs> he lined you up good. <laughs> okay, so Amber, we're doing a podcast right now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's on the movie Black Christmas because Christmas is a thing. Mm-hmm. Do you celebrate Christmas? Away. You like Christmas, I, right? I, okay with Christmas I I think it's fun I like the lights what are you a moth <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, I like the lights it's like a pretty good time of year I do have a dough ball of gingerbread in the fridge right now so you will be seeing some gingerbread cookies from me over the next couple days on the gram probably I don't do grams I snort them no I'm just kidding <laughs> don't do any drugs <laughs> yeah we're gonna be talking about the 1974 movie I'm pretty sure it's 74 movie Black Christmas directed by Bob Clark starring Olivia Hussey as Jess Margot Kidder as Barb and even John Saxon who is the lieutenant cop and if you recognize John Saxon he is also Nancy's dad and Nightmare on Elm Street he's also a cop so he's, oh. he's just a cop dad he's just a cop dad yeah he's I'm like Mark like- Wahlberg he just plays a cop all the time oh I was gonna say is racist or Oh, I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, John John Saxon just passed away like a couple weeks ago or a month ago. So rest in, I almost said rest in pieces. Oh my God. All right. Let's, so uh, the movie. So the movie, yep. <laughs> 
a, a quick non-spoiler of thing, which you guys should go watch this. It's free on Tubi, which is a free streaming platform. There's just ads. So sometimes after suspenseful moments, you're like, wow, this is amazing. And then you get a Charmin Ultra song <laughs> commercial talking about shitting bears. There's sorority girls living in a house. They have a house mother. They're getting a lot of calls from a really very disturbing calls from a creepy man. They call the moaner and goes pretty south in 10 minutes. So pretty non-spoilerish review. No. What are those called? Summary. Summary. <laughs> All right. We're doing the review next. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. We're going to start off on the opening. It's a still of the sorority house. There's a man breathing very heavily. So me, after going up two, just literally stair steps, and he climbs into the house. Like, it just goes off of the start. You just follow a guy's POV, breathing heavily, goes into the house, the attic specifically. And it's a bunch of sorority girls. They're having a Christmas party. There's some guys there too which I wasn't expecting, guys. The fraternity boys. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Barb, um, played by Margaret Kidder, she gets a phone call. She's talking to her mom. And then it's intercut with, I, I've noticed this about 70 mo- 70s movies, and I've talked about this on the podcast before. Like, there'll just be another scene going on. Like, it's Chris and Claire talking about like, oh, I gotta go hang out with my dad. And you can just hear Barb, like, she's right next to them, even though she's, like, upstairs on the second floor. But she's, like, screaming. Yeah, she's, like, like literally screaming in the like, phone like speaking above them and I, something about i don't know 70s movies don't go back to that i feel like some movies <laughs> are starting to go back to like where they're just talking over people yeah that ends pretty quickly we know that chris and claire are dating and then there's another phone call and it's always jess who picks it up and who's like hello hello was somebody there in her weird accent yeah to her she doesn't have an accent to us we have an accent yeah but she she has a very strange sounding accent it's a very strong i think french canadian accent is she canadian i have no idea and you know what saying that but i'm not sure and you know what? I'm not going to Google it. So it's fine. We'll just go with that. She's Canadian. Yeah. So <laughs> the phone rings, Jess picks it up and he's just saying the most nasty shit. Like Jess is like, hey guys, it's the moaner again. So, you know, it's been happening a couple times. He is just like, make, he's squealing into the phone. He's making all these nasty noises. And then he says, let me lick it pretty pink cunt and I just wrote down this is scary. Yeah I feel like if I personally were to get like a phone call or a voicemail like that I would not she like eggs him on I yeah. wouldn't do that personally. Yeah, Jess is like, I'm freaking out. And then Barb is like, look here, you little bitch. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like I would just immediately transfer that call to the police, which I know is a lot tougher back then. But still, it's like, why would you? Especially with the police in this town. Yeah, for real. <laughs> the police in this town are not it. <laughs> and then after Barb yells at him, the last thing he goes, because he's going like, like making all these stupid just fucking weird noises. sounds. Yeah. And then in monotone, he just goes, I'm going to kill you and then hangs up and I'm like and Barball drunk up on her whiskey is just yeah. like giggling like what's he gonna do kill us she's like I get this twice a week y'all bitches <laughs> is scared for nothing that is one thing that I'm curious about because it seems like they were getting these calls for a while mm-hmm. but then throughout the movie the calls were coming at like a very specific time related to what was going on so I'm not really I, don't, well, I feel like there's like a weird like gap like a hole there in the plot like did, did this guy come into the house and then start harassing them or harass them and then get into the house well and does this have a tie into the murder of that 13 year old girl janice yeah because it became more violent once he broke into the house so maybe i don't know maybe it was just i don't know but that's also strange because she she died the same night as like the first sorority girl right yeah this all happens like in Within a day two days yeah so I, I definitely feel like there were some like plot holes there but i don't really feel like it took that much away from the movie it was just kind of like oh this is like potentially a weird coincidence or the guy snuck out of the house 
killed this teenage girl and then snuck back in yeah. or something. I, I don't know. I don't know if he was, I don't or know if, if it he was, was completely unrelated. Yeah, maybe he was just like, um, why not? I would, I, I need to do more research on that. So, <laughs> and then the, they're done with that conversation. Claire is like, I'm really spooked. I'm going to just go pack now. And everyone's like, okay, we're going to go party. Oh, isn't this- that when they told all the, the frat boys to go home though? Yeah. All the frat boys go home and then Miss Mac comes in like a badass, just with a cigarette in her mouth and all these presents. You know, they're having all this talk uh, with Miss Mac downstairs and they're like, well, we got you some stuff. Meanwhile, Claire's upstairs and she's packing and she's going to this closet. And I was like, this does not look, why do you just have plastic? You know, those plastic stuff you get on when you do dry cleaning. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what's hanging in her closet. And I noticed, I was like, I think there's someone standing in that closet. So it doesn't end up well for Claire. She's like, the she's calling to the cat and then she was like, Klaus or whatever the fucking name of the cat is. Cl- Cludy? I don't know. Um, <laughs> was it Klaus? Was it Klaus? It was definitely something weird like that. Like, not like a normal cat name at all. I just want to say, do not own a cat if you're in a horror movie. You will die. I can't back that up. <laughs> this is my theory. So, she's going to the closet. I, I, actually, I'll explain my theory because it, something else happens later. She goes to the closet and then the psycho man who was just on the phone just grabs the film, like the plastic film, just suffocates her while everyone's partying downstairs and he takes the body up into the attic and just has her sitting in a rocking chair. With a creepy doll in her arms. Yeah, it's very... scary. It's this unsettling. Movie is, this whole movie is very unsettling. Another unsettling thing is Jess gets a phone call before everyone goes to sleep and it's from Peter, her boyfriend. And she's like, we need to talk in person. And he was like, well, why can't we say over the phone? And then he goes, I love you. And she goes, I know. And I was like, ooh, Jess is about to dump his ass. I feel like she should have. There, there were a lot of responses on his end that were very... I don't, I don't Rec- doubt why the cops thought he was... the like a suspect because he really did react to things like an asshole and like a psycho literally like a psycho yeah definitely not normal behavior for he (laughs) said that he was in college for eight years so he he has to be been like 26 yeah so he's definitely way older than the rest of them i mean he looks really old He literally looks like he's in his 40s. I thought he was a teacher. Yeah, he kind of, yeah, he gives off those vibes. But he was in school longer than the rest of them. So we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And what we were talking about earlier with casting. And for some reason, 30-year-olds are just teenagers in old movies. Yeah, we were saying this um, when we weren't recording. But just like teenagers are always, and I just said this on a podcast that's going to come out after this week. And the movie we watched, they're quoted as teenagers, but they look 30. (laughs) Like teenagers, if they were doing, you know, meth for 30 just, years. Yeah. Like prior. every drug, just yeah. every drug. After that phone call, we just get these scenes with Miss Mac, who is an alcoholic. I love her personally. <laughs> I think she was doing a great job. I love that she just like has bottles of just sherry hidden everywhere. I think that's hilarious. She had it in a book and then she had it in the toilet. She's like looking in her bathroom, like sliding the, the mirrors to see yep. if there's anything. And then she opens what I thought was a radiator, but it was a toilet <laughs> and she just pulls a bottle out. She's yeah. crafty. She's crafty. She has to, I mean, like she's in a, she's in a house full. You got to think about it in like her way. She's in a house full of 20 something year old girls, all of them are also alcoholic except for claire claire she doesn't drink r.i.p claire (laughs) (laughs) but like seriously i think she's really crafty for hiding like definitely don't support alcoholism but i think it was probably the best idea for her with having all those rowdy girls she says i gotta keep up with these young bitches exactly she's just trying not to fall behind she's just trying to take care of them but not be a mom so 10 out of 10 she's doing a great (laughs) job i feel like she's like does hate these girls though but she's trying yeah (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. she's like i hate them but i still kind of care yeah like when she she put that stupid night dress on and she was like what the fuck like what is this like why did they buy me this (laughs) she was like this is some ugly ass shit (laughs) oh i like this scene where it's just like it's like outside you can see that it's like outside and it zooms out and it's just you can see claire's dead body in the attic with the like plastic film and it looks like she's like looking out so that's actually why I, i texted you like right when the movie ended that those cops should all be fired because it's not subtle it's not subtle like she's very clearly just in the attic window 
with a bag over her head. So yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> the next day it's opening with this scene of this very old man and he's just standing around. And he's like, hey, he just talks to this. Well, first of all, some kid throws a fucking snowball at him, which I was like, fucking little shit. Just like these kids just <laughs> knock his glasses off. I feel like kids were more mean in like 70s through 90s. Than I feel are. like they were allowed to be though. Like, I feel like that stuff is so often seen in movies that it was just like and accept it like the whole like kids will be kids thing but then when you and I grew up it was definitely not like that I don't remember shit like that when we were in school like never just harassing old people <laughs> yeah like that didn't not at least not in our friend group that did not happen yeah. we did not go around harassing the elders <laughs> This old man is Claire's dad. He's like, I'm waiting for my daughter. I don't know where she is. And he eventually goes to the sorority house where he's talking to Miss Mac, the house mother. And she she's like kind of embarrassed by like how Claire's room is because it's very like, you know, there's like some nude images in there. There's like like pictures of just an old grandma like flicking the bird. And she's like trying, she's like got her hand on this poster while she's talking to him. And it's just like a butthole or something. Oh, that, yeah. So, so that was was two naked ladies in a flower field laying atop each other. Oh, it was so ladies. So I think the connotation there went a little bit lesbian and she was like, okay, well, this guy's already freaking out thinking his daughter is like, you know, whatever. Or in a um, bad house because he's like, I don't like how you are running this place. And she's like, yeah. oh. But literally anytime she like turns the corner when he's not there, she's like, stupid fucking dumbass mans. <laughs> what are you doing in my house? <laughs> <laughs> just completely <laughs> shit talking she's getting ready and i like that she like she hears the fucking cat yeah and she's she's walking around with half of her lipstick on oh my gosh yeah <laughs> <laughs> just so calling good. for the cat and i'm just gonna call the cat klaus it was something I think it was claude maybe claude i think it was claude it was definitely a weird c name yeah for a cat but i think what happened was she took a fat swig of alcohol started putting her lipstick on and then heard her cat and she just got distracted and she was like well now i gotta go say bye to my cat so honestly that's the mood for this <laughs> podcast is talking about one thing and then quickly just switching the subject so she's looking for this cat and she's just like fucking stupid ass cat don't know why i fucking work here fucking idiots like she's just talking shit yeah. and then the Claire's dad is just like stands up like right next to her and she's like oh <laughs> it's so nice to see you <laughs> Like, just completely, like, pulls on an act. And as soon as he walks away, she just starts, like, flipping him off. Like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, Miss Max kind of cool. Yeah, I like, she has a good vibe about her. She has the vibe that I wish my RA in college had. Where it's like, yeah, I'm going to take care of you. But am I really going to take care of you? No. <laughs> Not really, yeah. It cuts to Jess at Peter's rehearsal, like where he rehearses because he's Peter's a, a pianist and she's like, I'm pregnant. I don't want this baby. I'm going to abort it. And then he says, you can't do that. You haven't asked me. And I was like, red flag, red flag. You have all because, the red flags. And he was, my next note after that was just fuck Peter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, before his recital and everything, I was, I was kind of just like, okay, you know, I can see like, obviously you've been with this girl for a while you want to marry her like you got her pregnant you want her baby whatever you can have a conversation about that can't tell her she can't abort it though first of all because that's just not even you, you just don't have that option to say that but after all the other stuff that happened i was like all right no yeah fuck this guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically he's like you're so selfish like you don't consider anyone else but yourself i was like peter you're literally you're, you're making your life out to be the sun and that everyone revolves around you my dude yeah. i think you're a little self-centered and and he definitely expresses that a little bit later in the film, how insane he is. But he does have his, like you were saying, he has his, I have my piano recital later. <laughs> he has his, yeah. like, I don't know what it's for. Just a, I, what is, I think what is it for? I think he was trying to get into a specific program and it was like his like last shot or something type of deal speaking of shots we go to barb who is at the fraternity house where they're doing the santa thing and she's just giving this kid fucking alcohol 
like yeah. <laughs> like this seven-year-old kid she's just giving him alcohol also the there's same- a police officer right there no literally it right there i don't think it, it was the police officer i think it was just the old it, i think it was claire's dad oh that would make but still it's like yeah. you're not gonna say anything <laughs> yeah he's just like um <laughs> and she she was wasted like a thousand percent gone at that point i mean because this is technically the next day and she's already day drinking <laughs> Yeah, after drinking like an entire bottle of whiskey when none of the other girls were really drinking. So Barb is yeah. having a good time. She's having a fun Christmas. She she's hates all- her mom. She's just drinking. <laughs> she's like, mom, I've only had a little bit, okay? <laughs> she's also talking to the Santa who was just a guy from the party before. And he's just like fucking like, fuck these stupid kids. <laughs> like in With front one of the on kids. his lap, and they, literally. And they don't even care. Like no. they're just like hugging him. <laughs> I really hope that's what it was like in the 70s. Just people doing whatever they want. <laughs> no one gives a fuck. I mean, it, it really was much like that. I mean, was that like the hippie movement or was that the 60s? Um, I think it was like the 60s into the 70s, like early 70s. Got the on. like whole like sex freedom drugs type of deal. Woo, Canada. Okay. <laughs> and then- <laughs> Why do you keep saying Canada? But this movie was filmed in Canada. This is a oh, Canadian movie. I didn't know that. All right, carry on. Wow. Watch <laughs> I did me no be, research. Watch me be wrong. Jess is home again. Bill, uh, the guy calls, the psycho calls, and he's like, Billy, Billy. <laughs> yeah. What, what that, was that other name he was saying? It was, it was like, an, es- it wasn't Esther or something. It was like. I feel like it was like an A something, aw something. I don't know. It was weird though. He breaks it up a lot of times, but he. It's the psycho is basically just talking to himself, like having full conversations. And it sounds like there's multiple people talking over the phone. Like he's giving up performance, really. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Up in the attic with the dead girl and the baby doll in her lap. Because that has to be where he's calling from. Yeah, yeah. He's calling from the attic, which I'm like, how can y'all not hear this man like going like <laughs> from the attic? I do think later in the movie, I do think Jess notices that or like hears something weird because it does seem like she kind of like looks upstairs a little bit like concerned. Yeah. But it it is strange with how loud he's being, how little people are responding to it because it's not a very big house. I mean, it is huge. There's three floors. Yeah, but if someone was screaming in the floor above me, I could hear them. True. If you could hear them walking upstairs, I'm pretty sure you can hear them talking. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Phil, who's one of the sorority girls with glasses, so you know she's nerdy. And Barb and Chris, who's... No, Barb, Phil, and Claire's dad. They're at the police station, which I understand why the police are like, what can I do about it? Your daughter didn't show up and meet you like two hours ago what because it's all still the same day yeah i mean i probably wouldn't report a friend missing after two hours <laughs> but i get it i guess because like he he's definitely like a way overprotective dad first of all the police i wrote down are sexist and useless and barb <laughs> barb is fucking fucking with the police and he's yeah. like, the dumb police officer's like what's your house phone number and she's like fellatio it's a new line fellatio and she spells out fellatio and he doesn't understand what that means at all but he does write it down and i like that little humor that's in this movie it's like not like where it's like more funny than it is scary it's more just like super scary with a little bit of humor yeah i feel like barb really does carry like that part of the movie though like she really is the only like relief because she like (laughs) she talks about chill She talks about when she's like super drunk later about turtles. Oh my God. (laughs) She talks about turtles like fucking for 72 days or 72 hours or 48 hours, just like nonstop. She was like, I went to go see it, but it was boring. I went to go see the giraffes do it and it was so fast. (laughs) The zebras. It was the zebras. Oh, the zebras. They only took 30 seconds. (laughs) God, she's a fun. I would party with Barb. I think Barb would be a cool friend. She was like, oh. They can they can bang for three days straight, but I can't even get three minutes. And then she like <laughs> passes out on the couch <laughs> immediately. And then she and then she gets like super aggressive. She's like, "You think I? This is all my fault." Yeah, yeah. She uh she turned real fast. It's just a scene of the house mother, Miss Mac, coming home, and she's like, "Man, this door is needs to be fixed. It doesn't work right." So that's a little plot point for. A little scene later of the door not working when someone needs to leave. And she's with Jess. And Jess is like, got another crazy call. Miss Mac is like, okay, cool. Anyways, Claire's dad was here. 
And then she, while she's explaining that, she's in her room, she's in her closet, she pulls out a random bottle and a box and just starts drinking it. I'm like, Miss Mac, are you okay? <laughs> she's not okay. She's very <laughs> clearly an alcoholic. <laughs> but yeah, she, I feel like she's having a tough time. One of her girls went missing. This dude shows up and starts like judging the way she's running her house and stuff. Like, I would be stressed too, you know? I don't have bottles of alcohol just hidden in my house, but maybe if I ran a sorority house, I would. She's a grown-ass woman. Why does she need to hide it? She's not fucking 12. <laughs> I don't know. Jess goes to find Chris. She realizes that Claire's not with Chris. They go to the police station. And this is when we get John Saxton's character, the lieutenant, who's like, hey, we should probably take this seriously because Nash, the fucking dumbass police officer, is like, well, what do you want me to do about it? So now that Chris is all in it, they all go back to the sorority house. They're informing each other. I think this is when we get intercut of uh, a mother who's looking for her lost daughter. They team up back at the house. It's Phil, Barb, Chris, dad, man, police officer, and Jess. And Miss Mac is there, but they're like, oh, we're all going to go. Miss Mac's like, well, Phil, just so you know, I'm not going to be here when you come back because I'm going out on vacation anyways. So LOL, hope you have a good time. So I was like, okay, Miss Mac's probably going to die because like, oh, I'm not going to be back. How convenient would that be if she's yeah. just dead? They well, leave. I mean, that was kind of the same with Claire, though, because she was just, the last time anyone saw her, she was just packing her bags to leave. So yeah. it's like, what what are you going to expect everyone's, that she left? <laughs> everyone's <laughs> murdered if they take a vacation. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Honestly, we need that. People traveling during fucking COVID. Like <laughs> I know. Where are all the serial killers? Where did they go? They just oh like stopped god. happening oh in the god. 70s. Oh my god. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Before they go out on their little hunt, this is when Barb has that conversation about being super fucking drunk. <laughs> and talking about turtles fucking in front of the dad and the dad's yep. just like she she takes blame a little bit she's like you all think that i drove her away and now she's dead which is bold because no one assumed she was dead yeah at that every, point at all everyone's just staring at her like um <laughs> you the need police to to and yeah the police and everyone were just like oh she probably has another boyfriend she ran off with because college and barb is just like you all think i killed her simultaneously it cuts to i don't know if this is before but peter has his like piano rehearsal and he is playing this fucking piano like he is sweating like like he is poured with like someone got a water bottle and just poured the water down this man's face because he is sweating playing the fuck out of this piano. And it doesn't sound good. It's horrible. It's horrible. I never really learned how to play piano, but good goodness. I knew that I shit don't did know not sound how. good. <laughs> he, like, and he 100% blames Jess. He's like, oh, you stressed me out by saying that you were pregnant. And it's like, girl, no, you don't know how to play piano. Don't blame someone else for this. That sounded horrible. He was literally like slamming the keyboards and the three guys watching him are like, um... They're this? all just like looking at each other. <laughs> <laughs> this man is not okay. And then later on, it shows him smashing the piano with the, like a microphone stand or something. And I was like, okay, I put Peter breaks piano like a psycho, literally like a thousand dollar piano. And he's just fucking breaking the shit out of it. Yeah, those... Uh... Uh, those pianos are not cheap grand pianos it was a very beautiful probably mahogany i don't know but yeah he destroyed it for no reason other than the fact that he sucks yeah so. and and he's a giant fucking child clearly i, I you know i shouldn't insult children like that but i also don't like them so sorry well, we'll I, i'm sorry toddler. to all the okay we'll say toddler, toddler. Because they, can't, they can't really like control what's going on they don't know how to handle their emotions so okay he acted yeah. like a toddler. He acted like a serial killer who would call a sorority in the middle of the night screaming about some man named Billy. <laughs> yes, and making weird gurgly moaning sounds. Was it Agnes? Agnes, yeah. Okay. It was Agnes he, and Billy, yeah. He's like, Agnes, I can't do it. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't tell mother. <laughs> okay, now this is when they all meet up and Miss Mac's like, I got to get ready for my vacation. So Miss Mac is just wandering around in the house and then she hears the cat upstairs this is why i think cats get people killed in horror movies because she's like a fucking stupid claw the fucking dumbass cat i gotta go get the cat she goes to the attic which that uh, one thing i don't like about the attic is it's just like a flat wall with a ladder like glued to it so she goes up to the attic where claire's body is 
she doesn't see it initially, but she gets kind of caught on her dress and she's like fucking stupid ass cat. You know, she's cursing at this cat. She and he, she also drank a a fair amount before walking up the stairs. I will add. She yeah. she did drink a fair amount. So uh, also her rides outside like honking the entire time. So you know, like someone is kind of here, like for her. It's, a lot of people in this situation are like, I think the scariest thing about this is like, you could die while being surrounded by people and they wouldn't even notice. Yeah. Because Claire died and she's just in the attic and no one even finds her in the end of the movie. Spoiler alert. No one even finds her. Which, no. <laughs> why these cops should all be fucking fired. Miss Max, she's like, got her head up in the attic. And right behind her, you just see a man holding a hook. Like he's like, it's like above him, like he's about to drop it. And as soon as she realizes like Claire's dead body, I'm like holding my arms up for Amber. Like I'm about to perform it. She sees Claire's body, turns around and then he swings the hook right into her face and yanks her up into the the attic. It was quite brutal, I gotta say. Quite brutal, very scary Um, indeed. I do also want to add, I love how they never really showed us the killer. Like most of the time we saw the killer, he was in like first person perspective, which Mm -hmm. I really liked because that was a really cool thing. The only time we really saw him was... I think when Jess looked through like peephole or something, we saw like his eye and he had like long hair, but we didn't really ever see him. Well, yeah, anytime we do see him, it's just his eye and then his whole body is like, you can see his silhouette, but it's still covered like in shadow or darkness. Yeah. I do like that in horror movies. I was talking to my friend about that, how they're like kind of the complete opposite where it's like, okay, eventually you need to see the person. But I like if you see it, if, if there's enough gore in a movie, like a, a good enough horror to where it doesn't feel like it's tacky because there are movies where it's like oh we're gonna get you in this first person and it's really just the camera zooming up on someone and it cuts to black that's when I don't like it but in this situation I do like it because you don't in the end spoiler alert we don't know who kills everybody no we We just don't don't. know but yeah that the the hook scene especially I was like I really like this directing I don't want to see the killer because I don't care who the killer is unless it's gonna be resolved with like oh they arrested the killer which is boring if we're being honest, that is boring. But like, I, yeah, I really liked how they did that. And they just like did not show who was committing all of this stuff, but they showed like enough of the person. So, you know, he's messed up. Like his hands look all kind of weird. And like, he's definitely got like a weird eye color. Like there's definitely weird stuff about this guy. (laughs) Not, not including his phone call conversations because Jesus Christ. Yeah, those are bad. <laughs> and they're and they're just like eventually they're telling Jess to like track the phone. And Jess is the only person who picks up the phone in this fucking house. Like she just has to deal with this man's like creepy like ramblings. Like how traumatizing would that be? But the only people there are Barb, who is literally so drunk she can't stand up, and Phil, who is just like a wreck. She's it's like, really not I think like she's dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like there's really any other options for answering the phone. And Miss Mac at this point is dead. She yeah. got a hook to the face. She did not survive it. Don't recommend it. I mean, can you? I mean, yeah. I mean, some people shoot their heads off and they're still alive. Now that's scary. But they aren't being like murdered. I think that's the difference. Real quick, Amber, we are going to take a break and then we're going to get back into more of this belly talk. So please listen to these ads so I can make some pennies. Thank you. All right, now, Amber, would you like to welcome us back into the podcast? Yes, we are talking about Black Christmas, 1974. Very spooky. Uh, what a good year. I, I remember those year. days. <laughs> I, I got that Benjamin Button disease, so I age backwards. I'm really <laughs> 300 years old. Okay, so in this moment, they're going on this, this police search for this little girl and Claire. They eventually, Jess is like, I'm going home because it's super cold. And while Jess is gone, she gets more phone calls. And then at the same time, she or the, the everyone who's doing the search they find the little girl's body which i'm i'm glad we don't see that too because i mean i don't want to see a fucking dead kid on my tv you don't screen. need to see that you don't I, need to see that they can we, just say it and you you can imagine her, it i was gonna say we saw hereditary that was yeah that was enough <laughs> that was more than enough of small children in bad situations <laughs> very bad jess picks up the phone it's the creep again this is when he's like billy billy stop this 
Oh, this also, the reason why Jess went home is because her dumb boyfriend wanted to talk to her about the baby and stuff. Yeah. And he's just in the house. He's just like, in her room sleeping. Like no, he just he, got in the house somehow. Like, like he like walks down and he talks to her. Yeah. I was like, there's a man coming from downstairs. I was like, oh God, she's about to die. It's Peter. She's wondering about getting the, the call trace just so they can. Are you on your switch? <laughs> no, my Xbox just turned on. It does oh. that sometimes. I think think my room is haunted just putting that out there that that used to happen with my xbox it would just turn on its own like i'll be laying in bed and it's 1 a.m and it just turns on and i'm like yeah that's that's that (laughs) (laughs) peter is basically here to just yell at jess because he's like i fucked up my recital and then i wrote this down 47 minutes in i don't remember the exact seconds but she says on the phone stay on the line hashtag spons does she really she says stay on the line yes now stay on the line. Oh, the name of nice. the podcast. <laughs> we're, we got a sponsor. It's uh, Olivia Hussey, Jess, from... She she predetermined that this podcast was going to happen. So. In 1974. I wrote it in big words, scribbled on my... <laughs> Love it. On my journal. Wow, you took so many more notes than I did. I, I, I See, I did this in high school, and I would take 10 pages of history notes, get an F on the test... So Um, Jess is in the house alone. Peter, for the moment, is just yelling at her and being a total dick until he eventually leaves. When he leaves, that's when the lieutenant and Phil come in. And then that's when the lieutenant's like, huh, he just left. He's being really weird. Did you have a fight with him? That's when he starts to have his suspicions. Yeah. Fast forward because Phil just starts to cry about life. Barb is so fucking... Barb is so fucking drunk, she has to be in bed because she's just so fucking... (laughs) Yeah, she hasn't moved in, like, hours. She's just been upstairs for a majority of this. I don't even think she knows the search party is happening. I don't think so. I don't think she didn't go. No. She was was so fucked up. They set up the tapping in the house. They're, They're tapping the phone calls so they can track where the phone call is coming. Barb is still asleep. They're like, oh, there's a... If you're ever in need... She's uh, the cops talk. It's two cops. They're talking to Phil and Jess. They're like, well, if you need any help, there's a cop outside in his car. So he can help you and he'll watch you guys. Spoiler alert. He's fucking useless. He gets his note, his throat slit. This happens. This is a trope. This happens (laughs) so many times in movies where there's a cop in a car and he gets, he or she gets their throat slit. Like immediately after they're posted. Yeah. It's it's, like, go, this is your post for the night. Like make sure these girls are safe. Immediately dead. I'm pretty sure this happened in Scream. This happened in Scream Queens. This happened in... I think oh, it for happened sure. In, Scream, yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, because she was like, Cherise, why do you have a knife in your face? Yeah. <laughs> this happens in... I, I don't want to say it happens in Prom Night. It happens in the new Halloween movie, the 2018 one. Like one dude, yeah. he gets his face turned into a pumpkin. Oh, ow. Yeah. Oh. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> Phil goes, she's like, oh, I'm I'm sick. These pills are kicking in. I'm going to go sleep. Who would go sleep here now? Who also, would go to bed I now? I don't really think it's that late. Like, it doesn't seem like it's past, like, 9 p.m. Yeah, because there's carolers that, like, kids that come to the door. And they just start singing and Jess thinks it's so fucking amazing. She's like, oh, I guess I can take a... <laughs> I've got to say one of one of my only notes because I did not take very many. <laughs> one of my only notes just says carolers make me super uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't want that. I do not want someone to come to my house and just start fucking singing and like expecting me to give them money or something like that makes me really uncomfortable. <laughs> Please don't ever do that. That's all what? I have on the carol. Like that's I just it's have weird. You, have you ever been caroling before? God, no. One time when I used to go to the teen center a lot, back to where we used to live, they were like, okay, we have a trip. We're going to go caroling. And it was the most, it was, I got secondhand embarrassment. Like, I just don't know who wants that. Like, I, I guess I get it back when like, I don't know, electricity didn't exist. I don't know. But like, who wants that? Who wants a group (laughs) of children to just come to their door and start singing stuff? about jesus no thank you <laughs> oh so... and Je- <laughs> jess is just staring at them some of the kids look like she's they're not even like smiling 
Some of the kids don't even look like they're singing though. They're, they're just, just like staring, staring into there. the camera. It's um, yeah, it's a very uncomfortable scene. I think I would rather be in her position though than Barb's because yes. prior before Jess goes to the door, she hears Barb's like bar- Barb's. Barb's. <laughs> Are you a Barb? Um, she hears Barb like breathing heavily upstairs, and she's having an asthma attack. She has to get her inhaler, and she's like, "Oh, Jess, I had a dream that a- there was a man in my room, and if I heard." just said that i'd have been like okay let's go downstairs i uh, would literally be like get your drunk ass up we're going anywhere that is not here yeah just anywhere that's not here with all uh, this weird stuff going on especially with the phone calls especially with yeah. the phone calls and they don't do that just walks away and barb is like okay time to go back to sleep so while jess is watching these carolers sing the psycho comes in he takes her glass unicorn that has this huge fucking horn on it and just he's going like agnes agnes billy something's going on as soon as he's about to stab barb wakes up and he's just stabbing the shit out of her it's uh it's a not with the good unicorn with like, the unicorn yeah and i loved and, barb i really yeah, did i think the- she was awesome when she was messing with the cops especially yeah that was funny that cop also that one all of the cops suck but that one cop is nah, just it, nah, he just sucks yeah. i don't know how he passed any tests <laughs> the, the the cops even make fun of him because he didn't know what fellatio was yeah <laughs> he was like i bet it's something dirty isn't it at this point phil's knocked out they think barb is just asleep she's dead this whole fucking time now suddenly phil eventually wakes the fuck up i don't even know what she's doing and who is it jess they just start locking the houses because because yeah. um, oh gets... yeah those two weird guys in the search party with the for the 13 year old girl they show yeah. up yeah they scare the fuck out of phil in the kitchen which scared me because that guy just like popped up in the window and he was, and he was holding like, like a hoe yeah <laughs> or like a gun or something he was holding something really weird one of them was holding a shotgun i know that okay that must have been one of them. <laughs> Um, <laughs> held on the hoe. <laughs> so they come to the store. They have this really weird, awkward, like, okay, this is a crazy person. Lock all your doors. So they're locking doors. Phil is like walking around. Like at this point, she thinks that Claire is dead, which she would be correct. Claire is dead. And she's locking these house, uh, these doors. She goes into Barb's room. And I think this is just the weakest point of the movie. Where she's like, Barb, she walks in and then the door closes. Yeah. And it's in, yeah, she, eventually they show her dead body. She's dead. They show her dead body. She is dead. <laughs> she is dead. <laughs> 10 people died in a fire last night due to a fire that caused 10 people to die last night due to a fire. <laughs> Have you seen that video? Yes. <laughs> Of all the death scenes in this movie, I mean, besides the throat slit by the police officer and the, you know, the 13-year-old girl, mm. they're all pretty graphic. Yeah. I do have to say, though, the blood has, like, a very peculiar hot pink tint to it throughout mm. all of the movie, which just makes it look like it's not corn syrup and food dye, which I feel like it should have been. Yeah. yeah it it kind of just looks like a weird, like slime like a paint it, it kind of looks like a like it, this is like with like nightmare on elm street friday the 13th a lot of horror movies in the 70s and 80s they just have this weird color but i kind of miss it though it's like so abnormal that it's not even real yeah it, I don't it know. definitely you can definitely tell like in the 80s when they started to figure out like you can use food dye and yeah. stuff to make blood look more like blood and less like pink goo it's like that in suspiria too yeah. <laughs> I don't have a problem with it, but I, I'm going to point it out because especially the scene with like Phil, like dead on top of Barb. I'm oh, just yeah. like, that's a lot of pink. Like it that's looks, a lot of pink blood going on. It looks like strawberry syrup. And I know this because I did a photo shoot where my friend just doused me in strawberry syrup for a Carrie look and it felt gross. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, now they're trying to track the call. It, it isn't long enough, so it keeps, like, they keep disconnecting before in time. Eventually, through several calls, they're able to track the phone number. The lieutenant is on the phone, and this is after the lieutenant goes to the school and finds the crushed piano. So he's like, oh, my God, it's probably Peter. He's insane. Yeah. Um, and he already knows about some conversations that he's had on the phone with Peter. Because at one point, the psycho ki- calls, this is when Phil's still alive, and they hear that conversation and then Peter calls and he's crying and he's like, oh, Jess, don't leave me. 
but before she's like, where are you? He hangs up. So they're like trying to, they're connecting two of them and they're like, something's not right here. Now, at once they are able to track the phone number, the lieutenant finds out, he's like, Nash is like, the call's coming from this location. He's like, no, you idiot. That's where it's coming out of. And he's like, no, that's where it's coming in from too. And it's this whole like, the call's coming from inside the house, which some people thought that originated in this movie. It's just like a common like thing through cinema that's always been there. But this is like probably one of the mainstream movies that first like was using that phrase of like the calls coming from inside the house, like when a stranger calls. As a first time viewer, have you, you haven't seen this video before, but I'm, I'm assuming, did you know that the call was coming from inside the house? I mean, I knew the killer was in the house, so I kind of put two and two together. I'm honestly surprised it took the police so long. Just are you? It, it, it really, <laughs> yes, those officers specifically are horrible at their jobs, but I feel like it's just like super obvious the entire time because the only people that are going missing are the people inside of that house except for that 13 year old girl so it's kind of like okay well maybe instead of looking at all of these girls boyfriends we just uh check their house maybe look in the attic (laughs) and find two dead bodies and a creepy killer up there it wouldn't be too hard to just scope out the house fully and they would because i don't i don't think the killers left the premises no He's been there the whole time. He slit the cop's throat, so he's been there the whole that, time. Yeah, that is the only the only thing that is like a little bit like plot holy is like how did he get out of the house and then back into the house without anyone seeing? Or was but, it? Or do you think that maybe Peter slit his throat? No, okay. I think Peter is just a pussy and he sucks. <laughs> and now he spoiler he died. Now the lieutenant's like Nash. I need you to listen to me, and I need you to. Just say these things to Jess when you call her. Literally the most basic information. He just needs to tell Jess, hey, Jess, I don't know what you're doing right now, but I want you to walk right out front that door and I want you to wait for someone to show up. I don't want you to go upstairs. I want you to walk right out that door. Just wait for the police. They'll be there in five minutes. They'll be there in five, five minutes. minutes. Don't ask questions. Don't, don't ask questions. Just... just go out. So Nash, knowing the fucking dumbass that he is, Makes everything stupid and complicated and makes her question things. Yes. So he's saying that. And then she's like, well, I better go get Barb and Phil. And he's like, no, don't do that. Go out the door because the call's coming from inside the house. You need to get out of there. Like freaks the fuck out. So now Jess is just like walking to the door and she's calling for her friends and no one's responding. And she was like, can you guys just please fucking respond? She's flipping the fuck out. At this point, she's now she's too curious. I wrote down, just leave. I was like, she's screaming like an idiot. Just leave the house. <laughs> I feel like genuinely, I know the likelihood of any of us being in this situation, very low. But if you got a call like that, from a police officer, even a dumbass police officer, would you leave the house? Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't yes. hesitate. If somebody called me and said, hey, not to alarm you, but get the fuck out, I would be like, say nothing else. I'm gone. Jess decides to just grab a fire poker and go upstairs. Investigate. Investigate. Why not? not? You know your friends aren't responding. You know Phil didn't take a nap because she already slept. And if she's not responding in this big ass house and you're screaming like you're being murdered, chances are she's dead. So just leave the house. She doesn't. She goes into Barb's room finds their two dead bodies. She then sees on the opposite side of the door, the killer who's like going on this fucking like, hey, Billy, how are you doing? Agnes told me not to be like just fucking rambling. Yeah. And she just fucking slams the fucking door on him and runs for the door. But then the door start isn't working because they made that point earlier where it's like, we need to get this door fixed. I feel like she should have slammed that door significantly harder. If I looked through a peephole there was an eyeball I didn't recognize, I would slam that door like my life depended on it. Because in that instance, it did. It literally did. She could have gone harder. I yeah. Like. He, I mean, he starts screaming. I don't know. In this, I would, I don't know if I would slam it or just run because I'd be kind of really scared. I feel like I would slam the door shut, not open, because I would want as much like space and time to get away as possible. I feel like. But I also you... get like pushing it against him because it's like, okay. Yeah, it did. A man him. behind door. Yeah. Like it, it definitely would slow him down for a minute. But like, 
What if she just did like an, an accordion thing was just like, bam, <laughs> like, slam. I mean, that's yeah, she could have also done that, which would have done a lot more damage. But it worked. It worked in Kill Bill. She slammed that dude's head. But she's not Uma Thurman. She's just the idiot who decided to go check on her dead friends. And she yes. knew they were dead instead of leaving the house like she was instructed. <laughs> Maybe she thought she was in that one movie called April Fool's where they're all pulling a prank on her. And they're like all dead, but in the end, they're not dead. No, I think she just, I don't know. She just wasn't thinking rationally because I for sure would have just left. I just would have left. Yeah. And waited for the cops to come and figure everything out for me. Well, he attacks Jess a couple times because she can't get out the fucking front door, which I would Mm -hmm. think, well, you know, there's a back door with a basic lock on there that you can unlock. But what does she do? She goes to the basement. Yep, naturally. And she's hiding down there. And then Peter decides to be creepy and is just calling from Jess from the basement. So I understand why she thinks he is the murderer. Because he's just like creeping in like the outside of this basement where the windows are. And he's just like, Jess. And I think the other thing is when she does see the killer for the first time, all she sees is his eyeball and his long hair. Her boyfriend happens to have really long hair. And is insane. I mean... And yeah, and he also sucks and he's crazy. I mean, I don't feel like she was in the wrong there. I mean, she dodged a bullet even if he was guilty or was innocent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you should never just in case. <laughs> don't kill don't people. Know, don't kill your significant other if you're having problems. <laughs> Either break up or work it out. But in this instance, I feel like it's justified because she think- knows her friends died. So like. And he's yeah. threatened her. He did threaten her earlier in the movie. Yeah. He was like, oh, if you get rid of this baby, you'll regret it or whatever he said. Yeah, he did. Like a psychopath. (laughs) So So, I get it for sure. And then he breaks in to the basement. Literally breaks a window. To like come in. I'm like, why would you? (laughs) What are you trying to? Does that not seem more like psychopathic? Like, why are you just breaking into the house now? If you think she's down here. That's insane. Why would he just be like creeping around in the basement windows and stuff instead of like knocking on the front door like a normal person? I mean, did you not hear her? Because he was outside the house. Did you not hear her screaming? Yeah, I don't know, man. (laughs) Um, Maybe they were in cahoots, him and the killer. I don't know. Eventually he comes in, Jess freaks out, and she starts screaming right when the cops get there and they find his dead body like in her lap and she's clearly like in shock from everything because she just killed him. Yeah, she's like, knocked out for the rest of the movie right yeah like she doesn't wake up at all they put her for some reason back in her room at the end of the movie they're like we're just gonna have her here take her to the fucking hospital i yeah take her to the fucking hospital not only did they not check the house which we know they didn't check the house because there were two dead bodies in the attic and a killer but they just like left the girl in her room after everything after killing her boyfriend and like, let's, there There must have been many cops there that could have like at least seen any traces of this man being in the attic or just checking all the fucking rooms because they just got there. They would have done like, you know, scout the, per- the perimeter. They didn't do that. There was news reporters even fucking there. Even if you walked around the house, we said this at the beginning, you could very clearly see that girl in the attic room with a bag on her head like it's not hidden like at all if you just looked up at that window you would see something weird and be like oh maybe i should look at that if you were you know an officer not a normal person because (laughs) i wouldn't investigate that but like if that was your job (laughs) to see how many dead people were in the sorority house i feel like they should have done a way better job investigating at this moment she's in her bed there's a few cops there claire's dad goes into shock and they need to take him to the hospital so now everyone's just left jess in her room the lights turn off there's one police guy outside of the house you just hear someone in the attic you see claire's body still there you see miss max body still there so you can tell they didn't fucking go up there if they if they didn't see those bodies then the killer's still there and then You hear the phone ringing. Yeah, with a police officer just standing outside the door, which is so stupid because it's like, okay, so you have these dead bodies. You don't know who killed them. You have this dead boy who, for, I guess, justifiable reasons, they were like, okay, he could be the killer, which like, yeah, he's crazy. But what? why would you just leave her there? (laughs) Why would you just leave her there? Like with no one else in the house at all. Like my one of my last things was like, why leave her there? 
literally why would you do that i feel like that would never ever ever happen if a lady was found with her dead boyfriend on her lap her passed out her two roommates dead upstairs why would you just like put her in bed and be like okay good night and not take her to like the police station or the or, hospital or anywhere else. Yeah, or like yeah, literally anywhere that because if she woke up, she would just remember, oh my god, there's blood in here in this house. People are dead. Yeah, that everyone's is dead. Not what you do. <laughs> and then they never, they never looked. They did not continue looking for Claire. They never found Claire. Her dad's probably a mess because they just like gave up looking. Yeah, he went that into was shock. The entire reason for the search to begin with. And yeah. they never, they just like, they never addressed it. They never talked about Claire at any other point. I don't know, man. Justice for Claire. Justice for Claire. She was a I sweet feel... girl too. I felt bad when she did die. She was just like the nicest of all of them. She was just like, I don't really drink. I don't really party. I'm just like here with my sorority girls. I'm gonna go home for Christmas. Gonna see my dad. Gonna see my dad. But I got, like, I, I got a boyfriend who cares about me. She went missing and everyone just ignored it kind of i'm pretty sure it's implied that jess is going to die or is yeah because well the phone the phone call right that's yeah that was his indicator for like he would kill a person and then he would make a creepy phone call yeah um which is why i i do feel like it's possible the 13 year old girl was like involved in that because there there was a call after she died but there were also just random calls before he was even in the house. Yeah. So I don't know. I think he, he, was, he was stalking them for sure. There go my dog again. He also agrees that <laughs> <laughs> they were being stalked. <laughs> well, that is the movie. It literally just ends as the, the credits are rolling. It's just, it's not even a, st- it's a still shot while the cop's still like ma- maneuvering around. And it's just the phone ringing. Pretty, it's not a happy ending. No. And you can very clearly, once again, see Claire up in the attic. Very clearly. Very clearly. The windows aren't tinted. She's just right there. And if you stare long enough, you're going to see her body rocking back and forth. Because fucking the psycho is just like... With a doll in her arms. It's terrifying. It's gross. I feel like Claire was really... She was she was just done dirty. She deserved justice. <laughs> and Amber, now I want to ask you, what would you have done in this whole entire situation from the start to go? Like if I was in the sorority house? If you were, because you, you've been to college. I, yep. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what would you, were you in, you weren't in a sorority though. I wasn't in a sorority. I was roommates with a girl in a sorority, but I was also in a suite with nine girls. So I guess you can oh, consider I that, that a sorority. Yeah. yeah so I, I had enough roommates. If something weird happened in any of those rooms, I would immediately report it and I would get the fuck out and not investigate <laughs> anything because first of all, none of those girls cleaned the bathroom other than me. So I didn't care about them. But also, I wasn't trying to Wow, die. Amber, they listen to this podcast. So. <laughs> That's all right. They they won't remember me. I, I was significantly more emo back then. Yeah, no, if I, if I was in any situation where some weird shit happened, first of all, if I got a phone call that directly said, hey, maybe leave your house because it could be unsafe, I would just leave. I don't care if there's other people there. Even my cats, my babies. I, I would be like, you know what? This is probably in my best interest to not stick around. You know, I'm surprised that Jess, maybe Jess was going back upstairs because the cat was up there and she needed it. <laughs> I don't think so. I no, think I'm, that was I'm just, just fucking Ms. with Ms. you because, <laughs> because that's what happened. Because I said that cats get people died in horror because in Alien, so many people died because of that fucking cat. Brent went to go get the cat and died. Ellen, she's going to like, she's like, oh, I'm going to go get the cat. And then two other crewmates die. And then- I mean- <laughs> I do have to say, I get it. At the same time, I feel like if I was actually in that situation, if my cat was not on my lap, which is a very rare occasion that my cat's not on my lap. (laughs) So if Shima, which you met Shima. In person? Yeah. I have. Honestly, so much trauma blocked it out. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Anyways, Shima lives on my lap, my baby. So if anything ever happened, she would be coming with me just because she's always around. But if she, for some reason, was not around, I would probably dip if the police <laughs> told me to dip. Because what are the odds that a killer is going to... The killer didn't hurt the cat. No, he didn't. He kind of... He didn't let hurt the, the cat. He let the cat lick Claire's dead body. I mean, if that is what I'm living for, yeah, 
I, I would just leave the house. I, I would leave too. Now, if I was Claire and uh, and I saw a figure in my closet, I don't. I think I would have just grabbed something and thrown it right into the closet and just ran out the room. Yeah, it is. It's very strange that she just like didn't. Did she just not notice that? I don't know how you could ignore that though. Well, she like noticed it on the second time around when she starts looking at the closet. And if I if I saw that, I would literally I would just book it. I would either book it or grab something fucking sharp or something huge and just throw it. I don't know. See, it's I don't scary. Think I would do that. I feel like I, as a very like teeny tiny lady, I feel like I would probably just run because I don't want to potentially have to like go hand to hand with whatever's in the closet. I'd probably just get myself far away from the situation. Yeah, that's kind of like what you were saying about like, you know, slamming the door on, on him. That's why I was like, I think I would just run away. I think I'd be too scared. I don't know. Or would you want to play it cool? Like you don't see him and then you go downstairs and you go, guys, there's somebody in my room. There's a man in my room. I feel like it really depends. If I feel like they saw me, I would book it. Like if they saw me, if I felt like they watched me like go into the room or something. But if I just like caught, if I like stepped into my room and caught them in the corner of my eye, I would probably immediately turn around and just be like, yo, let's all leave. (laughs) Like this is not, this does not seem like a good situation. Especially after getting those phone calls. The phone, yeah, the phone calls are really what do it for me because it's like, it's not like they didn't expect some weird stuff to go on. Yeah, and it's happened before several times. Yeah, so it's not like this is like a freak thing. They already were getting weird phone calls and Mm -hmm. now people are going missing. I never want to be in this situation. (laughs) I don't either. (laughs) It does not sound like a good time. I think it's a pretty good horror movie, though. You said that you didn't like some things about it. What were those? I feel like it was mostly just, like, the the few, like, plot holy things. But overall, I, f- I felt like it was a really good movie. Like, I would for sure watch that again. It was a good movie. It was mm-hmm. just, it was a classic slasher 70s movie. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. couple plot holes with the whole, like, who killed the cop in the car? Was it the guy? Did he sneak out of the attic and then, like, go back? And then the 13-year-old girl, which was not explained at all. But other than that, I felt like it was, it was just, like, it was a good slasher movie. And I liked Barb. <laughs> I loved Barb. So I, I would hang out with her so hard. <laughs> I did see the 2006 Black Christmas, like, the remake. Mm-hmm. It's not like this. They try to do this whole Billy and Agnes thing going on like where it's actually two people oh really and it takes place only in the sorority house there's no cops there's no like it's not them leaving up to go to other scenes it takes place only in this house because it's a snowstorm too and they basically find out quickly that there's a murderer but the police can't get there and till like two hours because of the snowstorm. Yeah, that seems not as good. It does, it has a very interesting cast. Like a lot of people from like other horror movies, which I thought was yeah. interesting. One of the mean girls is in there. Phil, who's in this movie, plays the house mother in this movie, which I thought was oh, interesting. Oh, very cute. I love yeah, that. Yeah, it doesn't end up well for her. Well, but. yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you, you can watch that. It, I think it's, uh, it's still an interesting watch. It's nothing like that. But then there's a 2018 one or a 2019 one, which is another remake. But that one is like, it's supposed to be like, it's when like Hollywood movies try to be like, we're going to be woke TM and do a feminist movie. Guys are not goodly and girl power. And it's like, okay, yeah, I'm here for like feminism. But like your interpretation of feminism is like a male director making like, or I don't even know if it's directed by a male. I'm going to look it up right now. But it's just like, you know, it's just written poorly. I don't know if you know of too many movies with um lady killers. I really can't name one off the top of my head. I know there are lady serial killers because I've watched many a crime documentary, but I don't really feel like there are too many like slasher films with a, a female antagonist. Or no, Jason's um, mom is Pamela. Have you seen the movie? I haven't. I I was um, not. No, I know I know all about those movies. <laughs> um, no worries. Um, I was not allowed to as a child, and I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Okay, the new. Black Christmas is directed by a woman. But in the trailers, it did seem like it was very fake, woke TM. Is the killer also a female, though? And Black Christmas? No, I think it's... I think they changed it to just be a whole frat house is the murderer's. That seems a little bit, um, what's, um, what's the opposite of misogyny, misandry, misandry? Meninism. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it, that doesn't, that doesn't seem right. Like, we, 
not all guys are bad. Serial killers are bad. <laughs> Let me think of other serial killers. Scream 4. They have a serial killer who's a woman. Spoiler alert. Scream 2 also. If it's for me, if it's really hard for me to think about it, then yes. Yeah, there are like, very many. All the 80 slashers, they're all guys. They're and there's, all, There's yeah. none that you can think of. I mean, besides like, it's not, it's a fictional character, but Annabelle... Um, that's a they're, doll. They're, they're mainly they're, <laughs> if it's female characters they're either witches or they're dolls yes or, and yeah. i think which I, th- I don't count that because that um there's like the murderers and serial killers which are people and then there's like the mystical otherworldly things like the yeah, poltergeists yeah. and the witches like that's not on the same level because it's like a serial killer is just a dude who lost his mind Mm-hmm. And it's just killing people like a, a witch yeah, or like, yeah. a, like a ghost or something. That's not really on the same level. Yeah. Why do you think that um, the only depiction of women as villains is typically either witches or ghosts? I don't know. I'm sure it's probably like some patriarchy shit where women that are actually existing are supposed to be all soft and gentle and feminine. So it's like they don't want to like put them to that light. But then when you when you take away like the the mother ness like the the humanness of a character and you make it like a witch or a ghost or like some or like person Jennifer's thing. body yeah it's like it's like a devil possession like it's it's just not it's not a woman anymore it's just mm-hmm. like a different thing that's interesting and you know what I probably would need to do more research on that to make that into a, its own discussion on a podcast yeah <laughs> <laughs> overall I do like this movie um and I would recommend it and you can watch it for free on Tubi or for $1.99 on Amazon Prime well um actually I didn't want to do that so that's my comic book um man trying to like prove to a woman you know that well actually um... yeah that's literally <laughs> the uh the comic book guy from the Simpsons <laughs> All right, Amber. Yes, Tara. Where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram. Only Instagram. What's the Instagram name? I have my hair page, which is Ambite Hair, and my normal page, which is just Ambite. Can you can you spell that out for um, people? <laughs> I'm gonna have to look it up because I don't know how I spell it. Oh my god. Um, I just don't do my full name because my last name's hard to pronounce. It's A M B I E E T E and then my hair page is A M B I E E T E hair. Okay, work. And you can find me not on Twitter anymore because they suspended my account like five days ago. They didn't tell me why. And now I just can't get back into my account. I do have my podcast account at Stay on the Line TC and then the Instagram page Stay on the Line Podcast. And I have my other Instagram info, my personal information, like Twitter, or nope, that doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) Twitch, Venmo, if you're feeling generous and instagram t-e-r-r-a-h-c-a-r-d that was it thanks for having me on (laughs) it was fun (laughs) yes i like talking to you so i'll have to have you back so we can talk more dumb stuff yes and i love 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 all of horror movies especially old horror movies so i would like to try this for the podcast to do a video game aspect where we get to it's like a a story driven one where we're just reading text and then we like pick and choose like where we go that would be really fun. I'm yeah. super down for that. <laughs> I would get us I would get us killed very quickly. That's fine. Same. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure, oh, make sure you give a good review on iTunes because now this podcast is on iTunes. So make sure to just give it five stars and leave a, a comment on there. You can also follow this podcast on there or on Spotify. I personally use Spotify, but they don't do ratings on there because they're dumb. I think they should they should do reviews and ratings for podcasts on there. Other than that, until next time, please stay on the line. Bye. This is when you say bye too. Bye. bye.